Hello and welcome to the Partnership Podcast. This is episode two. Today I'm joined by Luke from Silver Street and Spencer from Causeway Community Church. So we are here to discuss today the idea of online church and why we should be bothering with it. And I thought as we kind of start that, a question for you guys, just to see how good your guessing skills are or how good your maths are, is to see if you could work out how many Sundays it's been since your first lockdown service. Oh, man. Well, I know that we were on the first lockdown, we were online only for 26 Sundays before we came back in person, which was in uh, September. And then we were back until November. So then there were, was it four more? Think in... I appreciate you doing your working out loud here, Luke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> helping me. I think it was four more events, so that was up to 30. And then what was it? It was January, the second week in January, wasn't it? I'm going for 40, by the way. Okay. Just, I'm not doing the working out, right. I'm just saying 40. There you go. I'm going to go 35. 35. Oh, no, but 35, but then we had some. What was your question? How many, it's not how many sun, how many services, how many Sundays has it been since the first lockdown oh, so, oh, yeah. since the first online service I think it's 40 I think yeah, it's I think right 40. 42 you're agreeing oh that means you, no, one's, no one wins 42 40, 42 I'll go 41 oh he's, he's gone for the um, the answer is in fact 46 oh. oh I'm impressed with us both well done Luke yeah well done well, both, well, both of you are kind of within within 10 which is quite impressive but 46 so you kind of think that actually doing a, a podcast on online church uh, 46 weeks late yeah, um, it's, it's, it's a bit late, but I think we've just come to the idea, the kind of the conclusion that online church is at least here to stay in some form or another. People, people are going to be tuning in on, on, on Sunday and people are going to be tuning in on Sundays to come. Um, yeah, I think that's right. And, you know, we hope that with, with everything like the vaccine stuff being rolled out and um, the direction that things are going in right now, we hope they won't be too long until we are able to meet together in, in person on a Sunday. But who knows, you know, if one, if we've learned one thing from the last year, it's that nothing is certain at the moment. Um, but even if we are able to start meeting together in person on Sundays, uh, I'm sure there'll be various scenarios where there'll be people tuning in online, perhaps people who aren't yet vaccinated, but are in a vulnerable category, um, people who are unable to get out to church for other reasons. But also, I imagine that even if we're together on a Sunday, um, various other things like small groups, it'll be a little while until those things can happen. So mm. like you say, it's inevitable that there will be some online church for, for the foreseeable future. And cast your, your mind back, Luke, to kind of 46 weeks ago, actually more 47 weeks ago. What is the thing or, or the things you think that jump out of you is the things that you've most missed about pre-COVID church? Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Because we got to that point where before COVID feels so long ago, like a distant memory, and um, it's, it's nostalgic to look yeah. back. <laughs> you know when you watch like TV programmes that were made before lockdown and they're I, so I, close to each other? It's so weird. It they're sitting me out. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> don't yeah. handshake, no handshake. <laughs> don't you know what you're doing? Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's a long time ago, but I, I, I miss so much. I miss, I miss being family with the mm. church family you know we would we would uh, obviously be together every Sunday but we'd eat together afterwards right next to each other we'd we'd, we'd be able to hug one another and you know shake hands um singing singing together oh man it's a blessing actually to be part of the live stream where I'm able to go and, and hear our band 
uh, sort of leaving, leading the online service. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick at the moment is doing it by himself, lead, leading the online service, uh, singing by himself. But just to be in the room to hear him singing mm-hmm. is a blessing to my soul. I miss, I miss being able to sing together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I miss, I miss just being able to like catch up with people properly. You know that you're having a proper conversation mm-hmm. inside without having to freeze your, your mm-hmm. nose off outside. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, and I guess Spencer, you're in a com- not a completely different, but a very different situation in that pre-COVID Causeway Community Church from your experience is quite a, quite a short period of time. Was it a week? Or Yeah, so I, I took on the role as pastor a week before, I think. And then second week, I had to tell the church, I'm afraid this is it, everyone. We're going into lockdown and we won't be meeting on a Sunday anymore. Oh, wow. And what's that, what's that been like? Oh, I mean, it's horrible, really, <laughs> in many ways. I mean, God's been very kind and it's not been anywhere near as bad as it could be, but but yeah, not what you'd want. Mm. I think one of the big things is we've been fortunate that we were there attending from the September before. Mm. So actually we did get to know people and we knew the church well. People had been really welcoming to us. I think without that, it would have been so much harder. Mm. Um, you just, I, I really missed out on the getting to know people in the kind of, you know how you get to know people in the really soft ways, yeah. the kind of... <laughs> You, you see how people are sitting and, and that communicates something to mm. you or, or how they respond when you give them a cup of tea or mm. and, and suddenly you know, oh, they're, they're doing great this week. I wonder what's going on with them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And you just don't get any of that, do you, in, yeah. in lockdown? So I've really missed that. Mm. And then I think, you know, no matter what training you have or what experience you have before, you're not really ready as a pastor to go, okay, pandemic, how do we make this decision? Did you um, not do that module? No, 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 no. no. I, uh, I went for something different. Um, I decided to look at the Trinity instead, which I think was probably better preparation. Um, yeah, so you're sort of having to make all these decisions really quickly and you, and it's not a clear route, what's right and what's wrong. So that's been tough. But Despite the fact that you're pastors and um, you're, you're often the guys at the front, um, online churches been actually something that you've been with people and struggling with I guess oh um, man it's hard it's yeah it's it's really difficult I don't think anyone would suggest that it is a a better way of doing things mm. I said it hesitantly because actually there is I have seen some people who suggest that even before the pandemic they were saying actually online church is the way forward you can engage with people in a different way but I just think we know from experience that that is not true I think we also know scripturally that that's not true mm-hmm. um you know we see various things in, in, in God's word, which points to the importance of, of being together physically. Um, so, you know, Paul talks, doesn't he, about uh, on, on the one hand, that though he's absent in the body from the people that he's writing to in, in Corinthians and Colossians, he says, I'm, I'm absent in the body, but I'm present with you in spirit. And so that, that does seem to imply that there is a kind of togetherness that is not based on geographical location necessarily but at the same time he writes in Thessalonians and in Romans about how he longs to see them face to face you know he wants to be to be with them and um, I think this has proven to us that we are that that physicality matters that we are embodied spirits Mm -hmm. and that our bodies actually do do matter our physical location togetherness uh, is, is something that's really important. So yeah, for for many it's been a struggle, understandably so. And I think your title of the the podcast here is is a really good one. Why bother with online church? Mm. Why bother? And it does it is a bother. You know, it, it is it's hard, isn't it, to to engage week by week? Yeah, and I think some people feel um, 
you know, some people probably feel quite comfortable with online church. You know, they might be tuning in from their bed at home um, with no noise around them. Some people might be tuning in or trying to tune into online church with chaotic kids, uh, disturbed households, and, and it's actually it's a different type of challenge. But when we talk about on, online church, what, what, what are we actually referring to? Is, is, are we just talking about Sundays or is there something more to online church? Yeah, it's one of those things. I mean, like anything, a change in circumstances does reveal actually what you think something is. So it forces you into questions like, what is the church? Mm. Um, and at one level, we can always think of church as the event. We turn up on a Sunday and that's church. But actually, to, it's forced us, I think, to think of we're church as a family. We're saved and Jesus is now our brother and we're brothers and sisters together. Um, I think that's actually been quite a helpful way of me then thinking about what does it mean to do online church? Because if we're a family, or you know, you might even take the image of a married couple, and if one has to go off to war, you wouldn't just go, well, see you in a year's time. <laughs> you'd do something to make sure you're still in contact. You'd, you'd write letters, you'd try and pick up the phone, you'd, you would Zoom. Um, and I think, actually, we're to love one another as Jesus has loved us. So although it's not perfect, and in fact it's, it's way less than perfect, we're still wanting to find ways of coping. So in, I think that actually means it's in, in a variety of ways, a bit like you'd cope in a variety of ways if you had your spouse off in war. So it is the Sunday gathering, but it's also it's the Zoom home groups, it's the phone calls, it's, it's different ways that we are being the body of Christ together. Mm. Yeah, and it doesn't always have to be organised centrally, like you're saying. It's not mm. just the... The, the meetings that are put on. And I think across the partnership, we've got a whole range of, whether that be uh, pre-recorded services or live YouTube yeah. services or Zoom meetings, you know, we've got the whole the whole caboodle. <laughs> but it's not just that actually, like you say, we are church. So it's, it's how do we engage with each other with the technology, not just online, but you know, phone lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does anyone actually have it? Do you have a physical phone line? Like um, a, a wired no, home no, phone? No. Do you have one? We, we technically do, and technically have a phone number. And in fact, the only person to have entered the building, our, our flat, because we moved in a lockdown, has been the man who came to install the Wi-Fi. And he came with a phone and said, do you want me to put this in too? I said, just no. <laughs> <laughs> we used to have one similarly just because we never used it, but it was there because we had the phone line until uh, Zach, when he was about... It must have just been one. Yeah, it was before we moved down to, to Silver Street and he, he managed to phone 999 by mistake. Oh, and we, wow. got a, uh, we got a call back saying, uh, yeah, have you, is there an emergency in your house? <laughs> so at that point, we just let the battery die and we haven't plugged it in. <laughs> yeah, I remember doing that as a little kid, calling 999. The police arrived at the door, knocked on the door, spoke to my dad. My dad was like, oh, I think it was my son. I think I must have been like three, but I remember it. And the police was like, do you want, do you want me to talk to him? He's like, no, no, it's, it's this one down here. <laughs> I think I'll sort it out. <laughs> that is brilliant. There you go. So calling one another. Important. Yeah. yeah. Important. Also, I think probably a, a distinctive of church over and above family is we're listening to our father. Mm. So the taught word as it's as it's preached is absolutely central to what we do together. Mm. So to do that online, we're still hearing the word taught, which is what changes us, encourages us. So actually the priority there of online church, there is also the family element, but there's a, a bent towards we really want to be hearing 
God speak to us and mm. shape us and change us. And that God's word element, the, the kind of worship element comes not just from the preaching, but also from, I guess, for all of us in our churches, there's going to be prayer involved in our services. There's probably singing as well. These are important ways that we uh, sit under God's word and we worship together, encourage one another. Just putting that straight straight and pushing you on a bit. Like why should someone who is, you know, maybe they're on Zoom all the time, you know, that is then that essentially their nine to five is is just looking into a camera or, or they're just fed up of looking at screens. Uh, it's been uh, coming up to 11 months um, of this this Zoom virtual online church and, and lives that we're living. Why should someone still bother I think, I mean, let's start with what we just finished yeah. on. It's a sense of expectation, I think, at one level. I think for us to build an expectation that as the word is taught, what is it we're doing? Well, if I could say to you, on Sunday, the God who made you, who made the universe, who understands you and knows the future, he's, he's coming and he wants you to get together, but this week he's going to have to do it online. <laughs> you, you know, we couldn't help but everyone run and do it. Mm. It makes me think of, you know, when I first became a Christian, I would be desperate to hear preaching and I would be desperate to be at church. And I think actually as we grow, we get a bit numb to that. Mm-hmm. But actually to recapture that and just build an expectation of, no, this is what I'm here to do. And I think that will change a lot. Mm. Just the expectation come with an expectation that God's going to speak. Yeah, Jesus says, "Any man does not br- live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God." I was I was reading Psalm one yesterday. Blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on His law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. And so there's this sense of how how are we going to be living healthy, fruitful followers of the Lord Jesus, rooted in in Christ. As we come under his word and, and yes we do that personally and individually as we meditate on on god's word as we spend time with the lord each day but um as spencer said the preaching of god's words you know the the sitting together under uh the 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 voice of the almighty god mm. week by week is in god's wisdom in his providence and in his plan and his purposes that is how he has ordained for us to grow and to, and to be nourished spiritually. And also, it's not, this isn't a new problem, is it? I think we can end up interpreting like, oh, well, it's a pandemic. The reason I don't want to bother is because it's on screen and it's... But actually, there's been Sundays before the pandemic when I was like, oh, do I really want to bother? <laughs> and, and that's when you were preaching. Yeah, that's when I was <laughs> preaching. Often when I was preaching. <laughs> But actually, it's not, and it's not even a new problem for me. I was thinking about Hebrews 10 as we were thinking about this. Actually, it's been a problem for 2,000 years. Yeah. You know, when he's saying, spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. So it's always been, mm. it's always there. We've all got this sort of internal pull of our flesh going, oh, I don't want to bother. Yeah. Um, so it's a 2,000-year problem, and yet then... You know, what are we called to do? It's with training. It's like that 1 Corinthians 9 image of we're athletes training and, and we're training wife because we get to the finish line. Mm. Training isn't something we always want to do. It's not going to be a fun thing all the time, but you get to the finish line and it's worth it. Mm. Um, so I was just encouraged to go, that's not a new problem. And actually, the Bible speaks into it because we've always got that, that internal voice going, oh, 
not really this week. Mm. Yeah, and I think that Hebrews verse is, is helpful as well in um, moving it on from being a kind of selfish individualistic reason. So there is, we should come to church, we should engage with online church because it's good for our own health. But actually what it says there is, uh, don't give up uh, meeting together. Why? Because we, we need to consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. So as well as it being good, as well as it being good for your own health, it's actually good for your family, to use yeah. that, mm. that image we were yeah. using earlier. We need each other, um, and so we have to uh, we have to meet together mm. in some form. And, and I guess that actually touches on not just uh, the importance of bothering with online church on a Sunday, but actually spurring one, one another on, on the Monday to, to mm. Saturday as well, um, and what that might look like on, uh, but, you know, whatever it looks like in in your church at kind of a either Bible studies or also just going for a walk with someone that's part of what it means to be part of a church absolutely mm. and I think this is also a reason why um, I've always encouraged people during this time to stick with their local church mm. um, I got an email from someone recently from a different church saying my church isn't isn't meeting um, are, are you I'd love to come along I, I want to come along to a church are you guys open and I, I replied to him and I said I would really encourage you to stick with your local church, even if it's not ideal at this time. They are your family. You know, they they are the ones who know you and and who love you. Um, you know, I, I was uh, I sometimes tune into some some other churches as well. I like watching people like um, John Piper and, and, and Matt Chandler from mm. the states. They're great preachers. Um, I Diggy, love what, Diggy Affleck. Diggy Affleck. Yeah, he's another. Did I not on that, on that list? Yeah, yeah, the the, the big three. I do, I do listen to Diggy as well, <laughs> but I love what Matt Chandler does at the at the beginning of his uh, for the Village Church. There, they have some great online resources. But he always does a little intro where he says, "Thanks for tuning in. We hope this is a blessing to you, but don't let it replace your local church. Mm-hmm. You know, this can be uh, uh, in addition to a kind of uh, a resource that you can use to to nourish and to supplement what you're already getting from your local church. And I think that's just key. You know, there's no. As you tune into those other churches, those pastors, those preachers do not have Jesus given pastoral oversight, responsibility and care for you in the way that your local church pastor does. Mm. Um, As we preach, I'm sure it's the same for you, Spence, um, as we prepare to preach, it is not simply uh, digging into the text, seeing what it means and then uh, preaching it generally to the to the world. Actually, we are we are preparing for the people that we know and love mm. and each week in that preparation process we're thinking of you you know there might be specific applications that we draw out because we know what's going on in the life of our local church um, and so we need to we need to be encouraging one another we need to be under the leadership that god has given us during this time mm. makes me think of um one thessalonians paul's talking to the church and he's like i love you so much that i share mm. my life and the gospel so they know him he also described himself as a mother and a father to them mm. and he's praying for them in that little passage there and it, it just made me think actually when you have someone teaching you who knows you it, it's like a father mother relationship mm. and you don't go well they're a better mum so <laughs> you, you go to the mum who knows you and, and loves you and, and understands what you need yeah. so actually there's something about the local church of the elders teaching you and, and loving you to be there is the place to be in that mm. in that family in that local family and i get that's really helpful especially as a partnership in that you know we, we represent five different churches with pastors who care for those churches 
Um, and, you know, COVID has meant that the local church in many ways, when we're completely kind of online, um, locality doesn't matter as much, in, at least in the geographical sense, because you can tune in on YouTube to, to anyone. Uh, but it's really helpful then actually to, to look at why we should be tuning in specifically to our local churches. Yeah. Um, I found that really helpful actually. Yeah, and again, it's two ways. So um, we need uh, our local church and our local church needs us. You know? mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it would be, I think, uh, individualistic and consumeristic to say, I'm just going to tune in to whatever tickles my fancy this week. Actually, you need to be there so that you can build one another up. We see that language so much in the New Testament, don't we? Edifying one another. How are we supposed to do that if we're not part of that local church? And one of the ways that looks like is actually, I think this is one of the really practical ways, is be thinking of the people that you'd normally be sitting next to on a Sunday Mm. as you're listening to the sermon and to the service. So actually, when I'm hearing the same thing that I know the new believer who would normally be sitting next to me is hearing, that encouraged me to be praying for them, to be thinking of them, to be contacting them. Or the, the person who's grieving because their their uncle has just died, you can go, we're all sitting under this word together. I think it spurs us on to encourage one another like that Hebrews mm. passage says. Mm. That's really helpful. So, so what do you think it would look like then for um, the members of, of your congregations or, um, or, or other congregations in the partnership to actually bother with online church. Um, you know, they, they might, people might be tuning in from various contexts, various people, various backgrounds. Um, what does it look like to bother with online church? I, I like to think of it in terms of uh, three Ps, because oh. I'm a preacher. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, there we go. Both, both in the Ps and in the three. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I was wrong with Doogie. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Keller, John Piper, Luke, because he's got three Ps. <laughs> That's all you need, three Ps saved <laughs> Uh, no, but I think they are helpful piece to think about when we're engaging with online church. Be present, be prayerful, and be proactive. Be present, prayerful, and proactive. So, I mean, the first is just to be present, yeah. I mean, to, to be there. Specifically, actually, to, to join in live where that's possible, um, whether that be watching the premiere of a pre-recorded sermon or tuning in live on YouTube, or if it's a Zoom call that your church is doing. Be there, be present. Uh, be be in the same way that you'd make it a priority to be there on a Sunday morning to, to actually be in the service mm. when there wasn't the option of, of tuning in online. Make it the same priority to get up and to be ready to make that a priority for uh, your Sunday. Be present in the way that you remove your distractions. You know, I know that's not always possible, like you said earlier. Yeah. Maybe there's kids hanging off you. Uh, that's certainly the case in my household. Mm. Um, and it is tough. Like I think we want to recognise mm. that tuning in online is not ideal and we don't want to... Um, we, we don't want to settle for it for mm. the long term um, but where you can remove the distractions get a physical bible instead of your phone where you keep getting notifications uh, get out of bed you know put on some clothes rather than being in your pajamas so that it changes your mindset in that way um, be present be prayerful pray that the lord would use it even though it's not what we are used to it's not perhaps as easy to engage therefore we need to pray all the more that the lord would be speaking through it and then be proactive i think that picks up on what um uh, Spencer was saying just then about how we can even though we can't interact in the ways that we're used to actually to make the most of what we can do and to be creative in that um, so to join in live and to use the live chat function or to um, you know to to put your video on on zoom and, and unmute yourself so that people mm. can hear you 
um, to, to send a text afterwards to that person who you would normally sit next to or to arrange to go for a walk with someone or to give them a phone call or to use these analogue means to be the church. Mm-hmm. And one other thing as well that I throw in there is um, why not, and it's maybe a bit cheeky given that I'm often the preacher, but why not encourage the preacher as well? Be proactive in, uh, I've been really encouraged a couple of times, uh, several times, lots of times, if people have sent a message just to say thank you for the sermon. Mm. Uh, I don't think we always appreciate how difficult this is, like you said earlier, Dougal, for those who are on the other side of the camera to be preaching to an empty room. It is cold and it is, it's just tough. It's just really hard work and it often feels so weak. I, I guess that's mm. been your experience as well, Spence. Yeah, yeah, it's really hard. And it adds to the... the we feel, I think, as well, the burden of caring for people during this time where mm. so much of the normal ways of, of pastoring people and caring for people feels toothless. And so remember your elders during this time. Pray for them, but send them a message that is just a, a little encouragement. I don't have any peas. Yeah. <laughs> what, I mean, what are you doing? Yeah, well, I, I'm very early into the uh, days of pastoring <laughs> this church, so I'll, I'll get there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think lots of them just overlap. But one of the ways I've been really encouraged by our church is a willingness to learn and a willingness to learn how to love one another. So we're always learning how to love one another better, aren't we? And I think this is a real encouragement, not not necessarily for the older folk, but maybe the older folk. I've just two two elder older ladies in our church. They went off and bought a smartphone Mm. because they wanted to join in in the WhatsApp call that we were doing. And somebody else in the church helped them set it up and set up Zoom and they're learning how to do it. And actually, I think that is, they wouldn't choose to do that. They don't want to do that. They'd hate the idea of having a smartphone. But they're willing to lay that down mm. so that they can love other people and be involved. And, mm. and I think that's one example. But actually, there's multiple ways that all of us need to keep learning how to love well. Mm. And then maybe one other thing. This is basically me just talking out of my own experience. One of the reasons that I find it hard when you've got all the kids around and we're doing our Zoom coffee morning is you want to look like you've got yourself all sorted out. (laughs) So you want, you know, I'm going to see my kids. They're like, one's running off over here, the other one's licking me. And (laughs) The key is to mute yourself before you shout at them. (laughs) That that was one of my... um, So I think one of the things you just need to do is realise that people want to see the kids as they are mm-hmm. and they're just pleased to see them. So you don't have to, you know, I need to get over my pride of I've got everything sorted and just be like, look, here we are, and make good use of the mute button. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like, do mute yourself with it. And if you have to leave early, well, fine, but better to turn up and look a bit chaotic and, and it not really be going very well. Mm-hmm. Because actually, for the person who's living by themselves who hasn't seen... Mm. any kids and they love who they love in the church for so long they just want to see them mm. and and they're pleased that they're there even if it is a little bit mad and that, that probably gets to the uh, in a very strange sense because that's not the context that Paul's writing but the sharing lives with people mm-hmm. as well is um, it's easy to put on a we could all put on a on a fake background on Zoom <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's actually uh, being being there with people and, and showing them are, are there any things that you guys have in your mind that could be just a practical thing that someone can do, maybe just one thing on Sunday that might be able to help them um, engage with with online service? I think I'd say um, join in. You know, there's there's songs probably. Uh, there might be other ways that uh, the person leading the service wants you to join in, reading, reading a verse from the Bible or whatever it might be. Don't just sit there and watch. 
you're there to worship. And there's a, there's a real difference between watching and worshipping. So just joining in where you can. I mean, one I think picks up on Luke's point four of prayer. I, I, I think this is one of these things where I, I'll say it and I, I think it's true. But <laughs> like the Puritans, as they approached Sunday, they would spend the morning in prayer of confession and expectation. And I think that is a really practical way to go. Like, I'm not just, I've made the breakfast, I've sorted everything out. Okay, I guess now I'll make it, I'll put it on while I'm finishing off the breakfast. Mm. But actually to come in prayerful expectation of, I want to hear God speak to me. Mm. And I want to obey him and I want to be changed by this. And I think actually that requires us to be in prayer and and confession. Maybe you're going, I don't want to do this, God, but help me and help me engage well. Help me listen well. And then I think maybe just while you're doing it, if you can, watch, listen, worship Mm. with someone else. Mm. I think there's, on a Sunday normally, there's something helpful about having the people next to you. Everyone is kind of coming along together. So if you can do it it with people in your house and even if you're single you can do it virtually with yeah. someone yeah mm. yeah absolutely brilliant that's been really helpful um i hope you guys at home found that helpful i hope there's been um some practical tips there some encouragements for you some ways to fuel your prayers um as we look at why we should be bothering with online church um i hope you, t- you enjoyed tuning in uh, please tune in for future episodes of the partnership podcast i'll be releasing one in march about why we should pray when it feels like nothing's happening or nothing's changing. So please tune in for that. We hope that will be really helpful to you as well. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.